0: Listening to Pawnee Public Radio
1: with your hosts Hannah and Will. Hello. <laughs>
0: really Welcome back.
1: Deeply shocking and also comforting somehow simultaneously. <laughs> A dear friend shouting in my ear.
0: <laughs> I hope I woke you up as you took your morning run listening to our podcast.
1: Yeah. Are you are you brewing any New Year's resolutions or is it just uh, to like make it through this year? <laughs> I think this is our last podcast of 2020.
0: Holy shit. You're right because we record one more before during twenty twenty, but it's released in twenty twenty one. So you're right.
1: If you if you hold to the, is... the linear concept of time, which I don't and I never will, um, yeah, last one of 2020 for it's for not a
0: space. Jeremy me time. Mm-mm. Um this is it. 2020. And similar to you know how I feel like a lot of people feel looking at 2021, I feel a similar like a, the same way looking into the future episodes coming down the line. Yeah in Parks and Rec. I told you before we started recording that I think the closer we get to some of my favorite episodes, the the harder it is to sort of, you know, in like purely enjoy the ones we're watching. But maybe it's a life lesson for me that I still have to enjoy what's in front of me <laughs> because it's still wonderful. I just... Next episode is summer catalog, which is I think one of the best episodes that don't include uh, Ben and Chris. So the pre-Ben Chris episodes, mm-hmm. um, if we are having, if we're sort of ranking those, I think summer catalog would be pretty high up there for me. And then we're just a couple episodes away from a big cast shakeup in Pawnee. And uh, so while I thoroughly enjoyed moments of this episode, it's like. It's like my appetizer came, mm-hmm. but I could see the steak I ordered being prepared, and it was just hard to focus.
1: You're sitting close enough to the kitchen. I think. I think. Yeah. Um. I'm. If we're out, if there's a world where we're we're eating in a TV restaurant where the episodes are delivered to us, and I guess we right. binge an entire season. I guess a chef cooks a season for us, if not the entire series. Um. I think my. For this episode, my back was to the kitchen, so I'd kind of forgotten about it, and I also just had like a head a head injury that I'm gonna bounce back from, but means that I have no long term memory, so I have forgotten what I have ordered, and uh, honestly, the mozzarella sticks are incredible here. So I really no the mozzarella
0: sticks (laughs) are incredible, and I will eat Andy Samberg any day. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just saying. I can't help but feel jazz. You're excited, yeah. That we're getting so close to like what makes Perks and Rick a steak and waffles type of show. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the cla a classic combo, a classic. Yeah, classic combo,
0: classic. <laughs> I feel like that is in this show a classic combo. I feel like Ron is the steak and Leslie's the waffles with whipped cream.
1: And they and they complement each steak. other. Steak. Yeah, every middle of the day, you can have breakfast whenever you want. I, I certainly have been having breakfast all over the place, but also my, my like category of what breakfast is has been totally turned upside down. Don't ask yeah. me about it. <laughs> it's too uh, sort Happy of a almost Sunday.
0: New Year's though. Yeah. I hope you guys all have really fun, hopefully mostly virtual plans. Uh, do you, Are you doing anything fun? I almost said spooky for New Year's. So that's the wrong holiday. That's Halloween.
1: My grandparents used to have – this isn't spooky, but they used to really lean into decorating for like uh, baby New Year. But to have baby New Year, they would, they had this little miniature old man figurine that they would keep on the middle of their table leading up until, until New Year's Day. And then New Year's Day, they would swap out the old man for the baby.
0: You said Baby New Year, like that's a thing we all know.
1: I don't think it is. Well, I sort of brought it up to try to maybe, I mean, a big reason I'm doing this podcast. Make it a
0: tradition for all to, of us. To
1: begin traditions for, for my friends who I know and don't know yet, and to also try to find other people out there like me who maybe have a thing that I thought was a tradition, but maybe it was just that my grandma and grandpa had like um, a tiny toy old man and a tiny toy baby and we're like, let's... Let's make this Let's kid's childhood weird, okay. yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel like if I ever had a kid, I would just teach it a bunch of weird things and pretend they were it was normal. So when hmm. the kid goes to school, they're like Yoda Yoda and people are like what and he's like that's what you say when you say hi to people basically I'm pranking my child I feel like this is why I shouldn't have a kid right now
1: well I think I mean there is we've mentioned this in the last episode but you've got a puppy coming in are you going to play around with that I where do it's tomorrow like sit can be lie down roll lie over. Da- yeah, really no. mix it up
0: yeah I guess we'll just have to see yeah uh, we watched park safety today it was season 2 episode mm. 19
1: I guess I should I mean, also quickly say I, bit- I don't have any spooky plans for New Year's. I, no spooky I plans. I just wanted just to make sure that I baby
0: yeah. Just a baby and an old man. Yeah.
1: going to try to do both. Uh, some combination of baby baby activities and old man activities. Um, but yeah.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a dream way to live. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I. We've already talked about how we our head spaces going into the episode. But what did you think of Perk Safety? It's a jerry centric episode. Uh, we're really diving into how far is too far. The office bullying experience,
1: <laughs> and I think that I think the answer is probably it is too far. And also maybe if someone can deserve something in a fun and harmless way, Jerry deserves it. <laughs> in a you know, I I think he uh, I think he has it coming for him in a way that's that can still be re- respect respectful. Um, I I really like this episode. I think we've got a great cameo from Andy Samberg in here. Um, yes, I grew up on the Lonely Island. He really boys, makes so. those
0: mozzarella. Yeah, he makes those mozzarella sticks really tasty. Just to clarify,
1: yeah, it's a kind of appetizer. I'll take Lonely for the, Island. I'll take for the whole meal.
0: I've been binge watching um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm almost. I just got to season seven. I rewatched the whole series. My friend Jeff. Uh, is a writer on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's actually written one of the uh, most popular openers of Brooklyn Nine-Nine ever, wow. that it has its own fan base. It's this opener with the Backstreet Boys, where there's a lineup of suspects, and the woman says that she heard um, someone singing the Backstreet Boys before the crime, and so he has each of them, Andy Sandberg has each of them sing Backstreet Boys lines. Then he gets really into it, and they're all jamming and then there's this hard cut and she goes, that man, that's the man that murdered my brother. <laughs> and he's like, it's just a great opener. It's everything good about Brooklyn 99. And my friend wrote it and it's reemerged on TikTok. There's like, it's become a very popular TikTok now. It's his opener. So I saw it and I tagged my friend Jeff. Um, yeah. And Jeff <laughs> joined this like fan board from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and now he has like fans who follow him. Yeah,
1: he's the in sync opening guy. That's great. That's the kind of... I yeah. mean, I think we live in a world Back where... Backstreet Boys, that not... Be its own... I,
0: Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Oh, oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. Whoa. Wow. I showed my true colors. <laughs> <laughs> my allegiance runs deep.
0: I really like Andy Samberg this episode. I feel like it's really hard to hit comedic beats while shouting the whole time like Mm -hmm. i think that's a fun joke for like a minute but only someone (laughs) as talented as andy sandberg could maintain that and not make me want to punch him but make me laugh
1: yeah we we always shout our welcome back but then but then we drop down to like manageable volumes
0: quiet down yeah yeah (laughs) and his his the one thing he says quietly is so earned Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about it but his one okay (laughs) It's just such an earned, uh, you know, heightening of everything, even if it's a quieting of everything. This is the only Andy Samberg episode. Carl never makes a reappearance, much like our Venezuelan. Um,
1: yeah, Fred Armiston. Consult. When he popped in.
0: Fred Armiston.
1: Yeah, which is really both a shame and also makes this episode that much sweeter, knowing that this is, this is all the time that we have with Carl.
0: Yeah, this is his only appearance. Carl
1: Carl may we may we long remember oh. his name this
0: may it echo <laughs> throughout your parks <laughs> we
1: we start with a sweet treat of hummingbirds which as a reminder are one of the cutest animals not the cutest but but up there one um, and I think with an episode titled like park safety first thought is we're gonna have some sort of like Hitchcockian hummingbird right. attack
0: raccoon yeah. oh yeah Um, It's going to be the birds.
1: Sure, it's going to be not just the birds, but the hummingbirds, which would be, I think, a a much scarier sequel, you know? I mean.
0: Definitely. Slides and Swings, it it really becomes a horror film. Yeah. It's all, there's so many references to the birds. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It it feels like there were a few too many episodes that were directed by, uh, like, a film, uh, someone at film school making their, like, senior directing project. And it gets... Pretty dark and pretty gritty, pretty fast. Um, so everyone, Leslie is organizing uh, a lottery to have people to decide who's going to fill up these hummingbird feeders. And for the third time in the row, Jerry, Jerry, I'll say if he wins the lottery. It should be a prize, but no one wants to do it because um, it's messy. And as we've just talked about, it's probably also kind of dangerous with those hummingbirds whizzing around, knives for mouths. Yikes. Um. But it's then revealed that uh, it's been it's been thrown, um, and people, everyone is just writing down Jerry, and Leslie is writing down her own name. Leslie
0: wrote her own name,
1: but is <laughs> maybe the biggest part of the problem because that she just writes Jerry on every other slip of paper. Um, yeah, which is a nice, I think, setup for this episode that uh, we're reminded that there's a pattern of people, let's say picking on picking on Jerry.
0: It's a fine line to walk. This uh this Jerry game. I feel like most episodes I find it really funny mm-hmm. because, you know, it's sort of the Toby, the Jerry. It's good to have a character and he and, and 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 Jerry is a very funny low status character. Like I feel like every time I, you know, back in the day when the world existed and improv existed and all that, like I loved doing low status characters. You get so many of the laughs, and it's so much more fun. But it is when when it's brought into focus. This episode, I feel like it. Uh, it's a little more difficult to swallow sometimes. I feel like
1: when well, you I
0: think can... you're like, oh, it's still really funny. But I I, I love Jim O'Hare in a mm. in a low status role, and I'm saying that you know woven into different episodes. I think it's really funny, and it will be explored again, of course. But like this one where he's just like such the focus and the focus is everyone picking on him.
1: Yeah. I just think
0: there are moments <laughs> where it's a lot.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that's, I think that's true. And we we're, we're all, you know, I think it's, it's good to train yourself to see all types of bullying. I think why it works for the character um, most, if not all the time with Jerry is that, you know, this is this is a comedy. <laughs> we got that working for us, um, and I think also we're reminded in this episode and and through the whole series that Jerry has like, uh, kind of lets it wash right off. Like his his life is in the Parks Department. You know, like I think we're right. we catch a little glimpse of glimpses of it, but we're reminded too that like actually he's doing fine. Um, and it it I like just is feel
0: a like counterbalance. Like I've had, yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't want to be the person to be like you can't laugh at this it's like you know really bad it's it's really fun i'm just saying it is like it's like spoonfuls of this yeah. i just think are really fun but we get like a whole pile of sugar yeah. instead of a spoonful of We sugar get a sweetums- this episode of
1: of picking yeah. on jerry <laughs> and i think in a way it's sort I- of like the audience is put in the position that leslie is in where everyone is like piling insults on Jerry unless it's like all right all right that's enough unless unless someone has has a really good one like I think it's (laughs) kind of that feeling where we're (laughs) uh yeah I
0: just think office dynamics are complicated I remember when I first moved to LA I did an internship and we were all in one room and there were and I was just the intern so all the there were these girls that um Worked there and we were, they were redoing the office space. So, like I said, we were in one space around this sort of circular desk thing. And they would AIM on a private AIM sort of messenger thing. And this sounds like it was 20 years ago because they were using AIM, but it wasn't. The final days would, of AIM, would,
1: yeah. It seems like they got the final right days, under days the of
0: AIM was used to, was used against me because we would also talk a little because we were in one room. And I had one of the girls tell me, listen, like, you shouldn't interject. Randomly, because we're chatting privately, so you don't always fully understand the conversation. <laughs> so maybe I've just like yeah. been on the other side, uh, yeah. And then
1: <laughs> identifying with Jerry, I'm like, yeah. okay,
0: maybe I identify with Jerry. Is this the problem, Will? Do I have too much Jerry identification?
1: No, I mean that's such. I think that's why we watch this show, so that we can learn empathy, you know? Is that not why we're all here? And then, conversely, to also sometimes just laugh at him, (laughs) to have it all. (laughs) I'm sorry about those girls. We can
0: keep going, but yeah, those girls. Um, It's okay, because then a new intern joined the bunch. And
1: you were added to the AIM messenger, and the three of you-
0: And then, yes, then I was yeah, out of nice. the AIM and Messenger, and finally I was in. <laughs> no, the new this new intern joined, and I said, please be my friend. And she said, of course, and we're still friends today, and she's one of my closest friends in L.A., and she's killing it, and she's the best, and I love her. So, <laughs> you might not get to be on the AIM Messenger, but one day you'll find someone who will G-chat with you, yeah. like a normal person.
1: And want to go to your timeshare in Muncie. Um, so we, <laughs> we pick back up, uh, we get a little, a little Easter egg of Freddy's spaghetti, a tease.
0: Oh, this is wait. This is great. <laughs> uh, what did you, ca- uh, head cannon? Show cannon. Yeah. Cannon fodder. This is great show cannon fodder where the, the noodle guy, what was the noodle guy's name? Yeah, Freddy spaghetti. No. Oh, April Mr. said, was Freddy's spaghetti?
1: Mr. Funny noodle. There's a mix up.
0: Mr. Funny Noodle's drummer shot him. So there was a competing children's performer. There's so much show canon here. And yes, we also get a tease of Freddy Spaghetti. Put that name in your back pocket. There's a lot of papers we've had in your back pocket. I hope you're wearing men's pants because a female pocket mm. would not fit all these papers.
1: Yeah, put on put on your, your boy trousers before listening to the pod today.
0: On your big boy trousers.
1: We'll try to remind you uh before the episode even gets started so you so you're wearing the right trousers um and and jerry is is absent from this mission he hasn't returned from the hummingbird feeder yet um and everyone as you always hope happens when you're in a room when you're not in a room that you're supposed to be in everyone uh uh roasts him and takes takes a good chunk of the meeting to just uh really roast this Jerry. This
0: room is basically what my AIM was probably happening on the AIM about me. Mhm. <laughs> yeah. All right, keep going though. Let's keep laughing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so we 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 get some great some great bits, some tried and true material. Um, and then I think Ron has a talking head that really sums up the office dynamic. Um, he talks about uh, you mentioned the one Jewish guy who works at City Hall um, and who told Ron that there's a shlemiel and a shlemazel. And a schlemiel is someone who spills soup and a shlemazel is someone who gets soup spilled on them. And Jerry is, Jerry is both shlemiel and shlemazel. Shlemiel lazel I think, is the compound in Yiddish. I'm not going to actually guess that. I don't think that's true.
0: <laughs> That was a great summary of Ron's lesson from his one uh, Jewish friend in City (laughs) Hall. Uh, But yeah, it sums up how they view Jerry. But uh, as they're sort of teasing him, uh, Leslie gets a call from Anne. And I love that she just picks up the phone from Anne, even though she's in the middle of a work meeting. Uh, She picks up to find out Jerry's in the hospital with what seems like either a sprained or broken arm. And we get to see Anne. Nursing finally.
1: Yeah, doing doing her job, which we've been pretty hard to on. To be her clear,
0: about. not nursing like like being a nurse. Yeah. She's not nursing a child.
1: Yeah. Uh, no. That's that's a very important clarification for shocker. people who are <laughs> whose only connection to the show is. New is to the podcast. series. Yeah. Uh and, and um, Jerry, who we've all just been laughing at, has a, yeah. His arm is in a sling. Well, we haven't all
0: been laughing at. I was. Laughing I've at been it. worrying about. I'll it. take the
1: fall for this one. I feel guilt and shame <laughs> about Jerry, uh, who says he was mugged in a park. Gong gong, pretty serious.
0: Dun 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. And Leslie, you know, for all the teasing, you know, Leslie really cares about the people around her. This is her driving force, and decides that they she wants to do everything possible. She makes everyone toffee and gives them all assignments. She prints out a very funny poster of Jerry with a black eye that he doesn't have. She's photoshopped in a black eye. the face of failure. Uh, (laughs) The face of failure. Ron decides to step up. You know, we haven't really talked A story, B story, because the B story sort of uh, connects very directly to the A story. And where the B story, this is where the B story breaks off into its own story. So Leslie and Tom and Jerry decide to go to the scene of the mugging and figure out what happened. And then the B story, which has been a part of the A story, charts its own territory when uh, Ron suggests that he'll uh, step up and teach everyone self-defense. And so the folks that line up to get into that B story are Andy and April and Anne, who has a talking head justifying why she's doing it. uh, And Mark is there as well.
1: Yeah, he's hanging out. So
0: this is the split (laughs) between A and B. We can talk about it all together this episode, but I just want to make it clear that uh, there still is a little A and B story. Yeah, we. But the A story involves park ranger Carl taking uh, Jerry, Tom, and Leslie around the park.
1: Yeah, we get we get out of the office into the great outdoors. Carl, who who shouts every line. It's a very. It just feels like such a playful opportunity yes. for andy it's just like just fun to have him shout everything it's such a simple uh delightful choice Gabe. um yeah. and so they're they're driving around on the uh on the piss cart the raccoon piss cart um only one tom is only running one there's yeah two
0: tom is running beside them two
1: great tom yeah. tom runs in a row we had him sprinting away from a possum last episode and we have him running behind a golf cart in this in this episode. I
0: feel like Tom gets punished this episode. And unlike Jerry, I don't feel bad for him. I feel like he really deserves what's coming for him. He's had a rough, you know, he had a rough episode last mm-hmm. week, if I remember correctly. And this week he uh, has to run alongside the cart. He, Leslie, very singles him out to be like, you uh you are weak, and then he can't arm wrestle April. I just feel like it's deserved after last episode where he tried to give Anne a nanny cam to put in her bed, and yeah just was was all around just not not doing great. I feel like whenever Tom is sort of I feel like like how you feel about Jerry deserving it I feel like when Tom is being teased i i uh it feels more justified,
1: yeah, yeah, I think it's. I think when Jerry deserves it, it's more like having your pants split and then farting through the split is, I think, um, deep, deeply like humorous on a spiritual level for me. Like that tickles the funny bone of my soul. Um, it's a pants split. And fart I combo. just
0: experience AIN, <laughs> trauma,
1: <laughs> and so it's, and it's just a, a direct trigger for you. <laughs> um, um, we get a great tour of this park. Yeah. Uh, we revisit the site where it sounds like park rangers have been assaulted multiple times trying to trying to keep safe.
0: Well, it's a very funny one-two punch where Andy Samberg's like, there keeps being assaults here. And Leslie's like, "Who? why don't you put a park ranger there? And he goes, who do you think's being assaulted?
1: <laughs>
0: just think it's- It's
1: very, very good. Yeah.
0: Um, and you could just see Andy Samberg having fun. I think that's what's fun about the A story.
1: Yeah. There's something He's nice about like- having like a one episode cameo which which does just remind you like it's just a funny person and friend getting to getting to goof around for this the episode shoot. It just yeah, it's really like
0: Yeah.
1: It was super super fun. Um but Leslie wants to realizes that maybe the government isn't going to be able to handle this and so she takes it to the media, to Pawnee Today. Blows it wide yeah. open.
0: Joan Calamezzo, who yeah. is wonderful every every moment of Joan. Her filter is just so clear and obvious. Like she, every reaction, I just fully am in it. Uh, and Leslie says they need more money, and that the mayor needs to step up. And uh, the city councilor is not so happy. She went to the media.
1: Yeah, fairly. I also do. You feel like with Joan Calamezzo that every. Every time we see her on Pawnee today, she gets a little bit like
0: bigger, bigger. yeah.
1: (laughs) which is really.
0: That by the end of the series, they can justify. Yeah, she
1: can do anything.
0: (laughs) She can do anything. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's a very, her growth into just pure insanity Mm -hmm. is wonderful.
1: Yeah, it's really, it kind of feels like a more, in, in like a good way, like.
0: Earned again,
1: yeah. Like a similar kind of unhinging as we see with Jan in the office of someone who starts as like an authority figure and like the authority on something in the straight man or like the straight person. In I mean, scene. she
0: definitely starts a little bit more off than Jan does, definitely, but I see yeah. what you mean. Do you think this similar things going to happen with this podcast?
1: Yeah, we're just going to get I've,
0: bigger and bigger. Feel you like, feel it happening already? Yeah,
1: yeah. And even I mean, even my. Yeah, the dress that I'm wearing today is like slightly more provocative than what I usually wear. So it's
0: super provocative.
1: Thank you. <laughs> well, the
0: way it shows your shoulders.
1: Yeah, my you mean my best feature? Thank you. <laughs> uh, we're gonna whiz right by Pawnee today, but don't worry, we'll be back. Paul, city manager, the only city manager I think this episode, this show ever needs. I don't think we'll ever see a city manager as good as Paul um he's i'll say it
0: put that on a piece of paper in your big boy pants <laughs> pocket
1: <laughs> he's uh not to drop my one f word of the episode but paul is flustered he's straight up flustered um but it it worked and they've gotten some funding for the parks so they go to a press conference at which jerry very inopportunely reveals he wasn't mucked it was uh I'll say this is when I relate to him, just a very relatable burrito accident. Who hasn't had one of those?
0: Another thing to ha- that happened to me that first day in the office. Sorry was there about was <laughs> There was one other intern. And I said, do you, do you want to go to lunch? I don't know anybody. And he said, okay. And then he walked in front of me the whole way walking to lunch. He didn't walk next to me on the sidewalk. And this is before... You know, twenty twenty times, there was no pandemic reasons. He just walked in front of me the whole time and didn't talk to me.
1: Do you think maybe he was going through I the just, same thing? You think he was also nervous and didn't know how to how to talk to the other uh, the other Jerry of the office? Let's
0: add that uh, <laughs> fodder cannon to it that he was just so intimidated by how great I was. I'm just gonna keep dropping in. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: work through whatever you need to work. I mean, this is a safe space, you know. Like if
0: I really feel like I'm working through something, so thank you for that. But yeah, Jerry was reaching for his burrito that had fallen and fell into the lake, and then he did not share with his dog. Yeah, which Mister Fantastic—that's not his dog's name.
1: <laughs> I we get a, we have a lot of like dogs.
0: Rufus, no, that's the mayor's dog.
1: Rufus, yeah. There's like a dog what that is, is involved his dog? in a lot of inciting incidents, like two episodes in a row where a dog plays a pretty pretty pivotal i think
0: what's it, his dog i
1: think his dog has like a military surname isn't it like uh because april makes fun of it sounding like a sexual position um
0: sir henry VIII. that's
1: not. It. i think it is like british royalty in a pooch um
0: lord sheldon that's what it is i just remembered
1: lord sheldon yeah
0: yeah um his wife named him um, But yeah, this is a big reveal. It's right before the third act. But you know what? Because the B and the A and B story are sort of connected. Mm-hmm. Let's pop back into the B before we finish up the A. Do you feel weird about that?
1: Yeah, but in a way that I'm that like- I'm excited about. I think I think Good. this is the kind of challenge that, looking forward to 2021, I want to take on even more. You know, so that sort of double make her attitude. Back to B, yeah. back to A. Yeah.
0: A B A B C. I. <laughs> I think a real uh, great part of this episode is the love triangle. At one point, they're actually standing in a, in a triangle between Andy, Anne, and April. And it's a very, I like what I like about it is it's so subtle. Like we have, we start, you know, before the uh, self defense class mm. with Anne sort of saying hi to Andy at the shoe shine stand as he counts his, you know, six, six $1 bills. And we get the sense of why she was initially into him. Like, I think when we first meet Anne, I said this to you when they were in their relationship, but it's a bad look on Andy. But I also said it's a bad look on Anne. It's like she's in this relationship. We don't really know why when we meet her. And she sort of lets herself get walked over. And we, it's not the most, but I feel like this is a sort of redeeming moment where we, see why she's into him. He's goofy. He's saying, what do you think of this? And he puts quotations around his scrotum and says that that's a new band name. And their banter is just for the first time, you know, enjoyable. And it's clear why they were first into each other. And I like this. Yeah. Even if I'm not rooting for them to get back together, I enjoy that. We get to see why.
1: Totally. And I think it's like, it's a love triangle in terms of, history and energy and affection if not actually like attraction like it's not necessarily like right it, it doesn't line up perfectly in that way but i think you're right that it is we see the history for the first time and we're also it is a reminder that when we first met andy and ann it was at the end of it was the end of their story you know they were like the relationship right. but kind of spoiled he was That's also what i mean
0: though yeah yeah
1: and his he was injured um, and was like not mm. doing anything. Um, yeah, I think I think that's a really good, good point. And it's nice to get – it lines up too, I think, with where Mark and Anne are in their relationship. It's a nice foil right. to that where we're seeing in, – in a similar way where in earlier episodes when Andy is again injured and is in the hospital. And he's like, what does Mark have that I don't have? And, and Anne lists this long string of, you know, like, well, he has – you know, a job a and job. a house. <laughs> um, this feels like an episode where maybe Anne is is reminded of all the things that Andy has that Andy Mark doesn't has. have. Where it's like, oh, and he's fun, Andy.
0: <laughs> right, and not only is he yeah that Mark doesn't have. Not only is he fun, but he's sort of like followed through on some of the things that she wished he had had. Mm-hmm. That job. I mean, yes, it's the shoe shine stand, but you know. He's grown up a little bit, and so it's not just, oh, I remember this, but, oh, I remember this, and he's improved himself. Yeah, I think if we're going to come full circle to your thought, like, this is a bit of a spoiler, so go eat a burrito and fall into a river while we spoil it, but if Anne and Mark are now at the end of their relationship, you know, the final, the the last breaths of their romance, it, and now we get to see what maybe the beginnings of Anne and Andy are. It's just a great reversal. I mm-hmm. agree with everything you said. And meanwhile, we have April and Andy, who it's sort of up until this point, almost just an unspoken thing between them. Mm-hmm. Like they, a- April admitted it to Leslie. Um, it's clear they're into each other, but I love that they are just, they're both said they both have such a unique perspective. And so they—they—they—they they, they, they don't, I don't feel like either character feels like they have to follow the "I'm going to ask him out or her out on a date or him out on a date." It just it feels like an un- unspoken rules of we're forming this thing.
1: Mm-hmm. We're sort of it's it's clear that they're in a relationship, even if if right. it's like it's definitely a friendship and it's probably more. And neither one of them have named it as anything. And they're and it, it's just right. that like delightful part of falling in love where like you don't want to quite put words to it yes but it's just good um and this episode lines up with some things that aren't just good like it also includes you know april feeling a little jealous of Anne's history of closeness with andy i think um yeah yeah and and all the i mean self-defense is such a great kind of like metaphor <laughs> For for this like affectionate love triangle, and for all the relationships that show up to get trained, and is also just such a great way to like physicalize what's going on, you know, like make. I mean, it reminded me. Yeah, yeah.
0: it reminded me a little bit of how uh, like one of Pam and Jim's moments in the office where they're in the uh, fight studio, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) and Jim picks Pam up, like goofing around with Mm -hmm. her, and then other people start to notice and. That's when Pam gets uncomfortable, um, and it just it, it it's a similar space, and it's all this unspoken like we are have a thing but we don't yet. But we get to go to this uh, self defense studio where Ron is teaching a class. Uh, we have a really cool and moment where she just um, flips Andy to the ground immediately, <laughs> yeah. which is awesome. And then we have Ron uh, putting Andy in some sort of chokehold thing as he tries to get out using his neck instead of his legs and then he passes out and so we have both of andy's love interests i use that word italicized in quotes <laughs> with um, a
1: footnote and an end note with a footnote yeah, like and a whole five-page
0: <laughs> dissertation about why that word's not accurate we have april and Anne checking up on him And April's or Anne's asking him, you know, what day is it, and he doesn't know. And April comes in saying, you know, you never know what day it is, and that familiarity, I think, again throws Anne off a little bit. Um, And a little, Mark's not even present. A little, yeah. There's a bit of a competitiveness, and the next day, um, the next day she brings andy you know she even in the in the self-defense studio i thought it was funny she like offered to make him pancakes which is something she always did when they were in a relationship mm. i really wanted a mark cutaway at that point but i think the idea is that he's not even noticing yeah. um but you know the next day she sort of brings him stuff from the hospital to make an or just from home well what's in her care bag for him
1: it's like a, it's like a compress, aspirin, uh like medicine, lollipops yeah. that he loves. I mean it, it reminds yeah. me of something you said earlier about this relationship where this is a moment where we're reminded that like Anne being with Andy wasn't good for her anymore. It wasn't it was no longer like a fulfilling right. relationship, but it was also holding him back. Where it's like, "Oh right, like she was taking care of him in a way that was unhealthy for her and for him." And mm-hmm. since being out of that relationship, he's grown. Yeah, he's grown so much.
0: But you know, it's we have a- April walks in on this and starts to go away, but Andy shouts for her to come back in and says that he brought her a uh, one of those vegan muffins she likes. She sits down. It looks, you know, it, it's very the the blocking's great. She's now sitting next to great Andy blocking, and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, props to the blocking. And and Anne has the line of. When did he start, you know, doing things for other people?
1: It's a, it's a really kind of like touching moment and um I, I think C's like uh let's Anne think about reflect on her relationship with Andy and also is beginning to maybe shine a light on things that she's not satisfied with like. What's for example.
0: Um, But here's why I'm like, I mentioned Summer Catalog in the beginning of this podcast and how excited I am for it. And I think that Summer Catalog takes these little things and just heightens them in every way. The Mark and Anne unhappiness really explores that. The the April Andy stuff really gets explored next episode. So I'm just, my favorite part of this episode is exploded in the next. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of but before we forget, let's shout our way back to the A story. Wait, what did you say? Oh, I started I... shouting over. You.
1: <laughs> no, it it works. It definitely works. Um, I don't remember what I said. I think I, <laughs> I think I said something. I something get... sweet under my under my breath about the upcoming episode. It sets the scene, is what I said. Setting the scene
0: to the A story again. <laughs> Leslie is baffled that Jerry has lied and she talks to Mark in in what I think is a fine scene where he just speaks to the truth of the episode where he says you have a bigger problem than Jerry lying it's that he's too he's scared of his coworkers um, And you're fostering that environment, essentially. And I I agree with Mark's sentiment. I just like that there are no jokes in this scene. There's nothing funny. They're like, let's just give Mark the exposition that we need to get Leslie's character to the next step. But as she's hearing this and processing it, she gets a call that Carl, Andy Sandberg's character, is about to go on Pawnee with a tape that reveals... That Jerry fell into the river. It was a home video sent in by a anonymous citizen. Yeah,
1: Burrito Gate.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> Much like our anonymous voicemails. It's anonymous. So she, she goes to Pawnee today and just says, you can't, you can't do this. I think she realizes that he will get bullied relentlessly over AIM. And no one, everyone will walk in front of him on the way to lunch. No one, um,
1: who deserves that? No one deserves that kind of treatment.
0: So... In a last-second switcheroo, she gets him to talk about Avatar on Pawnee Today instead of the Jerry Fall, and it's revealed that she bought him a new golf cart that has no raccoon urine on it.
1: Which is my favorite kind of golf cart. What did you think about the movie Avatar, Hannah? Did you see it in IMAX when it came out? Did you go with all your high school friends?
0: I feel like I saw it while in a pizzeria in Cuba. It was like on the TV in the pizzeria.
1: That's how James Cameron wants you to experience it. I think you you should.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But you know, it's uh. We also have Joan uh makes a move on Andy Samberg's Carl, and his one quiet line is he just go. He responds to her moving in on him with, okay.
1: it's a really like uh it feels like an homage to andy's shy ronnie character um from saturday night live who i i'm a big fan of yeah
0: speak Um, up yes (laughs) it is funny when shy ronnie like that song comes on a playlist um when you're just listening to music Mm -hmm. because it really is a very funny sketch but it's hard to listen to a song of just a lot of mumbling when it's just (laughs) rotated um and the last bit is April brings Jerry a peppermint latte and he spills it all over himself and everyone decides they can go back to making fun of Jerry.
1: And and to be fair in this there is a moment where he he does give them permission. Like he he spills it all over his face and he's sort of like, "All right, go ahead." And then they everything goes back to business as
0: usual. And he but it's also he also says that he is close to retiring. And he, that, that, that's sort of what you said. It's like, this isn't his whole life. Um, and he'll be okay. Which is, yeah, is what you speak to that. He has a, a big, a big life outside of the parks department. And unlike some of them.
1: Whoa. Yeah. So
0: He can take the tease
1: <laughs> Well, it is, yeah, it's true that he's like. I think I mean he's the only one who's happily married and has a family, right? Everyone else is single Sadly married without r- any family. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly single despite Leslie really labeling Sadly him as single. your frumpy uncle or your unpopular coworker. worker <laughs> um,
0: yes. Yeah. Um I yeah, this that, that and that's the episode. That is um Perk Safety. I think the mozzarella sticks have a lot of good and a little bit of uh aam trauma for me
1: yeah we really we really uncovered a lot of stuff um what yeah. do you think about this has uh, been a
0: great therapy session
1: <laughs> yeah we're 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 still looking good on what? time if you have anything else that you want to get off your chest <laughs> no i just i was just thinking one other thing i like about the uh i think a key to one of my favorite things about andy as a character is that he goes <laughs> he goes so hard. <laughs> I know what I mean by that is he like goes fully uh. into believing that he will be the best, like self-defense will be the best fighter in the room. Um, and then as soon as he's choked out, he like immediately wants to learn. Like, I love it. He actually, he like bounces back so quickly. I feel like it's part of what, and what actually sets the scene apart from the one in the office that you were talking about. Um, of like, instead of it being, you know, a bruised ego or something, he just wants to learn the move from Ron. Um, like, I think it's kind yeah. of I think you described it as like puppy energy. It's sort of like boundless enthusiasm for for what's going on. And if if it like well, doesn't mean. Yeah.
0: yeah. As we watch April and Andy fall in love with each other, I think anytime you watch someone fall in love with someone else on screen, you begin to fall in love with them a little bit if it's written well. And it's, you know grounded in something because mm-hmm. we're seeing what april lo- like loves about him and we're seeing what he loves about april and it's interesting you know you know a- andy has really i think by this point become a part of the office like Anne has the talking head about why she's there mark is barely in as like, what? It's
1: like, this is a, this know? is a version of a date with him and and Ann. It's like, oh, we're going on a date to a self-defense class with the office. <laughs> Big But I out. feel
0: like Andy needs no justification. He's just a part of it now, which is great.
1: Yeah. And he's someone who.
0: And you know what else is? Oh.
1: <laughs> I interrupted your segue. And that can be dangerous because those things, you yeah. lean into them and you just start going. Yeah. Yeah what else
0: you know what else is <laughs> just a part of things now these town halls and i want to get to them i want to hear from you uh remember go to speakpipe.com uh, slash public radio tweet at us at radio Pawnee. we have an email today which is great uh which is Hall at ponny dot com and of course we are getting close to 2021 we will take Uh, next podcast will be the last time you can send in submissions since technically we record before 2021. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the submissions are for the raffle. If you screenshot a five-star review, email it to us, uh, either a review you wrote or a review a friend wrote or both. And every time you send that in, your name gets added to a raffle. And if you are chosen, you get to come on as an expert segment. Um, I think our, the person who has sent in the most reviews so far, this does not mean she's won. I just want to call this out. Steph Fallon has sent in 11 reviews now. So her name, similar to Jerry's name, yeah, being entered in the Hummingbird raffle. This raffle, unlike the Hummingbird raffle is for something good. And right now, it's filled. The Jerry of the raffle right now is Steph Fallon. So Steph, thank you for sending in 11 reviews. (laughs) Incredible. uh, With all due respect. (laughs) Uh, And everyone else, thank you for sending in reviews as well. Um, Let's get to these voicemails. The first voicemail is from Connor Young. Voicemail 133.
2: Hey, Hannah and Will. This is Connor Young calling in from Norman, Oklahoma. Okay, I thought I was going to do the yelling thing the whole time, but I can't. Sorry. But my question this week is, what is the biggest lie you've ever been caught in? And what happened afterwards? Okay, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you.
0: Whoa! Uh, Thank you for calling in. Connor, I like that your yelling is just very cheerful. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Connor. It just was more cheerful than yelling. And I enjoy that for you, Connor. Yeah. Uh, well, last week, I said that I had a twin who was a princess, and I fell in love with the prince, and she fell in love with the commoner. But that was a lie. <laughs> um, also, in preschool, I never napped, and they put out the snacks during nap time, and if you brought in your own snack, then you got that, and everyone else got, like, crackers, and someone brought in Oreos, and I ate their Oreos, and then I got caught red-handed throwing it out in the trash, but my face was covered in Oreos
1: yeah yeah I, th- I feel like my earliest the, uh, my earliest memory of lying was lying to my own mother that I was sick um, and then being caught by not being sick right after that.
0: I'm a terrible liar. I feel like it's always all over my face when I lie. I've been playing these like social deduction games during quarantine virtually mm-hmm. and I've had I've gotten a lot better at lying. But at first, whenever I was bad in these social deduction games, I would just get really quiet and shaky. <laughs> and given my history on Deal or No Deal, you would think I'd be a better liar, but I am not.
1: I tried playing Among Us once, and I, and I didn't have the heart for it. Like, I'm feeling myself, I'm like flush, I'm flushing right now. <laughs> Connor has made me like, like blush.
0: Connor, next time, (laughs) can you call in and tell us your deepest, darkest secrets and lies? (laughs) All right, Connor, it's so great to hear from you. Our next voicemail is from Anonymous, 134.
3: Hey, Hannah. Hey, Will. Loved last week's podcast. Like Hannah, I'm not a big golfer, um, although our family did have quite an adventure at uh, a golf uh, tournament, the Ryder Cup, uh, when... uh, Tiger Woods uh, shot, landed in Sam's lap, and Hannah picked up the ball, and threw it onto the course, and the judges were not too pleased about it. Um, And just like the judges, I am not so pleased about this week's episode. I just don't like the teasing. um, Thank you. I don't find it amusing, and it's kind of disappointing that Leslie goes along with the rest of the office. Uh so I wonder what your thoughts are on that. I know there are a couple things she does to try to protect Gary in this episode, but it just all is a little too nasty for me. Anyway, just my thought. Thanks.
0: Like mother, like daughter. I feel like we've unpacked this a lot. And my mom calling in just confirms where I got it from. Also <laughs> I can't believe last episode. I was like, I have a golf story, golf camp, cinnamon toast, and I forgot that I like ruined Tiger Woods's like golf game because I thought it was like baseball where you just
1: you throw it back on finders keepers a little miniature baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I know I was. I've been pretty like laissez faire with Jerry. I just think, not that who deserves teasing. Who among us? Probably no one. But again, it's okay, a pants, Will. I'm sure rip, the
0: listener fart agrees. Pombo?
1: <laughs> I just think, you know, we've talked about like the rule of threes, but that is just, you can't That's make this stuff up. All three in
0: one fart. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thank
3: you.
0: Our next voicemail, thank you, Mom, for calling in. I love you. Our next voicemail, no Googling, number 135, Anonymous.
2: Hey, Hannah and Will, sports guy dad here. No worries about using the Internet. That's how it goes. Uh, You got the right answer. Park safety this week. Well, Will Parks is the safety of the Denver Broncos, so I guess we'll have to go back to football for a bit. Who is playing? who, Who do you guys think is going to win the Citrus Bowl this year. I'll give you a hint. One of the coaches is Hannah's buddy, Coach Fitch. And the other team that they're playing was coached once coached for 10 years by Tommy Tuberville, the new senator from Alabama, who after he was elected senator, said he learned for the first time that our system has three branches of government, the House, the Senate, and the Executive. But what are you going to do? Uh, football coaches as senators, although I think Coach Fitch would be a better senator. So while you're giving me the prediction of who's going to win the Citrus Bowl, we might as well also find out who's going to win the BCS. Okay, Uh have a good park a safe a safe new year and all that we'll talk to you
0: uh i don't even feel like i need to google for this one because there is so much information in this voicemail uh i'll put my money on the wildcats even though if alabama is who they're playing i'm pretty sure they have a very big good college football team but go wildcats go you northwestern yeah. Ring your banners, swing your banners high. Yeah,
1: fight for victory, break right through that line. I'll I'll go for, I'll mix up the wild animal that I'm backing and I'll go for my wild cats. You know, they could use a win. I I get the targeted ads. I get the email, the alumni emails. The least I can do and is Fitz, come out on Fitz this Fitz would do great. Yeah.
0: Right. And support them. Yeah. Fitz would be a great politician. I interrupted you there.
1: Yeah, fit, yeah, I've always felt like he was running for something when we were going to school and he was coaching the team.
0: <laughs> More money for uh SPAC gymnasium. Spec? SPAC?
1: Yeah, one of them. I think SPAC. All of, like, I think so an much that- <laughs> of the
0: money in that school went to that gymnasium. <laughs> And all I did was go up there like twice a year and go on an elliptical because I didn't know how to use the gym.
1: When my brother visited me in college, he had to show me where the gym was. And oh. lo, I was ashamed. <laughs> and he, Dad, yeah. thanks <laughs> for
0: calling in and really giving us so much information that I didn't Google. And uh, I don't feel like I can take credit for getting the answer right last time. I think the internet got it right. I uh, love you, Dad, and that great sort of wordplay connection to park safety uh, to get us back to football. I feel like it's that Wikipedia game where you have to get from one Wikipedia page to like a different one in as short a as short a article span as possible. Yeah,
1: and your dad won. He crushed it. <laughs>
0: <You're>, you won. <laughs> I didn't even realize you uh, we were playing. He you-
1: dominated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love you. Next. So Wildcats is our answer. Mm. Next, voicemail number 135, S. O'Connor. Hello, it's O'Connor here. You asked me to weigh in on the distinction between uh,
3: possums and opossums. And I do believe I'm particularly qualified to answer this question, given that there are neither possums nor opossums in Ireland. Um, but the origins of the opossum tree is part of an Irish name and apologies if I'm Irish-splaining here and everyone already knows this, but uh, o pastor, meant son of, so if you were Sean O'Connor, it meant you were Sean, son of Connor, and that distinguished you from other Seans. So I believe following that logic, uh, possums are possums, and O'Possums are sons of possums. I don't think there's any need to fact-check that, and um, I would just take that as the truth. Thanks, guys.
0: Still really loving the show. Yeah, so funny irish explaining. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I don't feel uh, talked down to at all. I feel like I I don't either. I and
0: Also, to be fair, Steph, this is how. Why did I assume your name was Steph? Always seen as S. <laughs> O'Connor, and I'm just like, your name is Steph, so I want to call you Steph yeah, until corrected. Um, <laughs> Steph, we asked you a question, and you took the time to call in, and you, and then in your explanation. You apologized for doing exactly what we said. Never apologize, Steph. But I am really sorry if your name is not Steph and I've just (laughs) called you Steph. Um, Son of possum. Yeah. And you know what? We won't look it up. Also, I feel like a cult leader would say something like that. Don't look it up. Just assume I'm right.
1: It also, I mean, it it feels like it's literally true that possums are... Yeah. And it's probably like a square rectangle thing where every possum is both, you know, a possum is an opossum, but an opossum is also a possum. This, this is the kind of fact that I need more of in my life of someone confidently, confidently telling me that it, that both are true. You know?
0: Um, Our next request of you, Steph (laughs) O'Connor is to call in and let us know if I took a shot in the dark and got your name or if I'm completely wrong. Thank you so much for this wonderful voicemail. Uh, I really enjoyed it. You can Irish explain to us anytime.
1: Yeah, you're welcome here. Our
0: last voicemail is from number 137, Anonymous.
3: Hi, Hannah and Will. So excited to talk about park safety with one of my favorite Parks and Recreation guests, Andy Sandberg. Um, I have a question do you think that we can link Parks and Recreation to Brooklyn Nine-Nine with the appearance of Andy Samberg? Is perhaps uh, Detective Jake Peralta undercover in Indiana? What crime could he be uh, trying to stop? Is the, uh, the, the Craig Robertson character, the pandit involved? Um, love to hear your thoughts.
1: This is a great question. I feel like I want to take...
0: A wonderful question.
1: I want to take a, a page out of S. O'Connor's... Sorry, Steph. Um, O'Connor's book <laughs> that she just read to us over the town hall, and say that uh, don't fact check this, but yes, absolutely, um, that is Jake Peralta. He is undercover. Um, it maybe there's a witness protection element to it. Uh, maybe it's just. A really, I was about you know, to
0: say it reminds me of the witness protection. Yeah, uh, couple episodes where Jake Peralta goes undercover, and when Jake Peralta is undercover. He actually interacts with Jim O'Hare. So that feels very connected. And I think- Jim O'Hare plays the local Floridian uh, sheriff.
1: You know who else gets called bandits a lot? Raccoons. So raccoons are bandits. Not
0: only is he, yeah, yeah, he's witness protection, but also working undercover while in witness protection to get the the raccoons under control, I think is our answer.
1: And the, the last little point, I would just like to add is that um, if you haven't seen that video of a bunch of raccoons in a dumpster, um, it's a real treat, and I recommend it. <laughs> I like to also recommend you know some arts and culture. I know we're talking about a show that wasn't it was on the air you know a decade ago, so every once in a while, I just want to give a quick plug for like a TikTok of a dumpster full Where of. Where can they
0: find that TikTok?
1: Look for. Uh, I would Google dumpster raccoon cute
0: sex stuff
1: (laughs) yeah just just so that you know whoever whatever agent is assigned to monitor your your google search history has something kind of interesting to do
0: (laughs) um our last voicemail is comes via email i'll read that now remember you can email us at townhall at ponny and it's from connor hello is the title hi he goes from hello to hi. We're already into this. Mm-hmm. This is Connor R. Hopefully not too late for the episode. I am currently in an airport, so I can't really call in. But I just found out a good frenemy of mine listens to this podcast, too. I'm about to shout out his frenemy. But if you don't know that you're a frenemy and you just think you're a friend of Connor's, brace yourself. He says, shout out to Keith.
1: And watch I your back, know Keith. More. That's something I've added. Connor R. is a friend of mine. So keep being friends with them and cool it with the enemy stuff unless they're like connected ha- in a fun way, in which case, yeah, that's wonderful. I, I love have that. <laughs> to
0: know the, the Connor Keith backstory now. Uh, but my he writes, but my question for y'all, and then in parentheses, this is very important. What else can scrotation marks be used for? Also, how would you type it? And then he writes, I think like this, just to describe there's an eggplant emoji emoji on either side of the, I think, like this. Mm-hmm. Thanks, y'all. Love you. Connor R sent from my iPhone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not holding back. First of all, all, what hand. happened <laughs>
0: with you and Keith? What is your relationship? Keith, please call in since you listened to and set the record straight. And then Connor also add more details and to I, this. Um, also I'm just, very invested I'll just now. i just
1: throw out there. So Connor, if you want to take this one too and and... And let us know what's going on between Connor and Keith. Keith and I fully Connor. trust you. Um, and, and would love to hear what what your thoughts on this are.
0: I think you typed the scrotation marks perfectly with the eggplant emojis. Used as the scrotation marks, but what else can they be used for? I feel like scrotation marks are around the word frenemies in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will, what do you think?
1: I okay. So when I use uh, scrotation marks, mostly it's if I'm if I'm doing like air quotes about something that I want to keep secret from other people in the room. So it's kind of like a like if I was, for example, let's say I'm playing a high stakes game of texas hold'em and i wanted to do air quotes around the ace that i have but i don't actually have an ace but i don't want the other people at the table to know i would do scrotation marks around ace so i would drop that i would drop those air quotes which are usually um according to i think like ap standard english air quotation mark should be like shoulder length i would drop from the shoulder down to scrotation level for that to be kind of like a um, I think it's an italicized quote is when you use quotation marks. Um, uh, but correct me if I'm wrong.
0: I would never do that. I would never correct you because you are always right. What part of that was in quotation marks. You'll never know. Uh, Connor, thank you for writing in. Uh, we now get to our favorite way to, uh, write into the podcast, our five star reviews. Remember, we've got the raffle that does not lead to hummingbirds. Um, But five-star reviews really help us out. Please, I recently got in the mail after buying a glasses lens cleaner, a letter from the owner. (laughs) I, I have to. From the owner of the glasses lens company. I have it right here. Um, His name is David Schwartz. He wrote a three-paragraph letter about his life and how a five-star review would help his small business. I did. I supported him. I wrote a five-star review. If you need glasses, lens cleaner, this is not a paid ad, but I got Optics 55 brand, and I give it five stars. Um, So please, we don't want to write letters. Well, no, we really want to write you (laughs) letters, but we don't have your addresses. But please send us a five-star review. I'll start. Um, uh, and then will we'll read the next one up. Uh, the first review comes from Moxie9270. And the title of this review is, As Beloved as Lil Sebastian. Five stars. So happy I stumbled upon this podcast. Just a day after finishing my third Parks and Rec binge. Welcome to the three-timers club, Moxie. The, this podcast is better than Waffles at JJ's Diner and Galentine's Day. Ah. Oh. Moxie, thank you so much. We're happy to be here uh, for your fourth time watching Parks and Rec. Um, Will, you're up next.
1: So we've got another five-star review, just like we promised. This one is from Hudson GK. Uh, Hudson Gook says, this podcast is a beautiful, naive, sophisticated newborn baby. Period. All right. That's just the title. Hudson goes on to say, I borrowed my mom's MacBook in order to write this post. Hannah and Will are two great hosts with terrific chemistry. As an avid Parks and Rec fan, I love hearing their takes on each episode. It made me want to rewatch the show one episode a week, but I ended up binging the series again. Oh, well, I'll still continue listening. P.S. If you need a cybersecurity guest for spoiler alert, correspondence lunch, hit me up. Uh, Hudson, consider this me hitting you up in the style of PURD talking on the show. (laughs)
0: oh man thank you we'll keep reading them because if you write a five-star review we have to read them on the pod but it's not a have to it's a want to at this point um thank you so much uh because this is the last uh podcast of 2020 even though we're recording one next week before the new year so we will be able to count uh your submissions for the raffle remember get your submissions in if you're hearing this and you haven't sent it in Submit now because this is your last chance. Um, but but I do want to say uh, thank you so much. This is this podcast has been a highlight of my 2020. Uh, even if 2020 is a tough year, uh, horrible, I am thankful. A
1: horrible year,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a real I've shit been, show. I've been
1: positive for 26 episodes in a row. I just want to take a second to say this year. Totally sucked. <laughs> I did not have I a good time. Like,
0: I feel like raccoons peed all over this year, yeah. uh, and I just want oh, our 2021 golf cart. Uh, wow, I like this is Will Unleashed.
1: Unhinged. Every episode, I get a little more unhinged. Always,
0: I guess un, Unleashed is not how anyone. I was domesticated,
1: that. and I'm going feral, baby. <laughs>
0: Uh, listener, if you're still listening, the hashtag for this episode is hashtag you'll always be included in my AIM. And now if you feel like that hashtag is a little long, it is, but it's hashtag you'll always be included in my AIM. Uh, Will, any final thoughts besides (laughs) the thoughts on this year you've already expressed, which we all agree with?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm sorry for carling in your ear about that. Um... No, it's been it's been no so No apologies. Great. <laughs> and I'm not sorry. And it's been uh so great getting to know you all and listen with you all to the show in twenty twenty. Um I don't know how long this episode is gonna be, but uh if you want to listen to this on New Year's Eve, I would say probably start it around uh around like ten forty five and it it should it should time out to be done um exactly at at midnight. Ten. Nine. Eight.
0: But they're gonna have it. Wait.
1: They're gonna they're have it wait wait Tuesday
0: the twenty-ninth.
1: So so if they if someone sits on you know, if someone is like, I'm gonna wait until the thirty-first, and then they're seven, and then they're like, Oh no, okay, it I interrupted your
0: countdown. You know, okay, so, no, it's, it's about okay. to be twenty twenty one.
1: Pretty soon, five. Happy I mean, don't New have Year. To, yeah, in four. I don't wanna like, you know, rush through three, yeah, two
0: two, one um,
1: It's the 29th of December.
0: (laughs) See you next year.